There we are. So we, we uh, saw hello. Hello. We've just been interrupted by my daughter. Yeah, we she, have. Yeah, yeah. Who, who revealed an uncomfortable truth, didn't she? But still, <laughs> well, she, never mind. Well, she did. She says, oh, this is my dad's podcast. <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> yeah, well, I assumed that she was a listener. No, but why no, would you assume no, she that? Don't, she don't want to listen to you. So, anyway, you know, hello. Hello. I'm you've hello. obviously got no control over your kids. <laughs> so, hello. So I said so then again. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar. And I'm Dave Coaches. Yeah. Do your kids listen to the no, podcast? No, do they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really confused there. No, oh, no, they don't listen. They have listened every now and again because I'll play it in the car over the, uh, you know, on the on the Bluetooth. And yeah. they have to listen to it then because they can't reach the controls. <laughs> <laughs> My nephew's listened to it a bit, apparently. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. No, but it's not, really, it's not meant for teenagers, is it really? No. No, not really. No. no. And apparently I've got bad opinions, she said. So bad opinions, bad opinions. Yeah. So there you go. There we go. So on to, what have we been up to end, Dave, other than being interrupted by my daughter? I went to the Panto last night. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh, was it good? Uh, it was quite funny. But your kids are too old for Panto, aren't they? Well, no, not really. Really? How well, old we are went kids? with the Scouts. Beth's 11. Oh, um, yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah. Dylan's 13, but he's oh, yeah. special needs, isn't he? So oh, yeah. He may as well be four or five, you know, as yeah. far as, <laughs> as, as, as humour level goes. Did you like but it? Of course, there was some there was some good adult bits to it. What panto do you go and see then? It was Peter Pan at the Hippodrome. Oh, the big one, like? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, who was in it? Um, David Suchet, he's in it. Well, Poirot bloke. Poirot, yeah. yeah. Who else? Um, Faye from Steps. Oh, yeah, I know She's Faye from Steps. She's the blonde one who's not Claire. I know the one, yeah. Faye from Steps, yeah. She yeah. was in it. Um, yeah, the one that's not Claire from Steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Lisa is the dark-haired one. Then there was two blondes, Claire and Faye. Yeah. Faye was... I've been to see Steps in, like, in 2000. You? Yeah, in oh, 2000. Tragedy. Yeah, it was brilliant. They did a really good <laughs> show. Right at the end, yeah. she she did a medley of the steps hits. That oh, was quite really? good. Ah, I quite yeah, like some. Quite good. I have some guilty pleasure of mine is steps. I, 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 yeah. Is that because you watched the Smash Hits Poll Winners Party? No, I don't remember that. I remember that really well. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. I don't remember that. Life before Vickering. No, no, I do remember the Smash Hits Poll Winners Party though, with Eternal were on there. Oh, and Louise, Louise Red, whoever Louise and Red Nap was nerding on at the time. Sure, yeah, 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 she was in it. We're going to get ourselves in so much trouble now. We are, aren't we? For you know, dodgy, dodgy things. What is it the BCP says about why men should get married? I think it's because otherwise they're brute beasts. Brute beasts, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I was only about fifty. I was only about seventeen or something. When yeah, I watched the, absolutely. The Smash It Poll Winners Party. It was a long, long time ago. Long time ago. Everyone's like, oh, you're so old. Shut yeah. up, Dad. So uh, what, what have I been doing other than going to the... Was it good, though, the panto? I, I quite enjoyed I enjoyed it more than I thought I'd enjoy it. Yeah? Um, but I ate the whole bag of Skittles and it gave me a headache. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you had a sugar rush yeah. in the Skittles. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. That's all right. What have I, what have I been doing? I went down to, uh, to the record shop in Bristol. That was good. And I went, oh, that was it. I went for the Christmas meal down. Um, me and me and my wife went to the uh, cozy club in Bristol. You told us that last week, did I? Yeah, oh, that was the week before. With the Hofmeister. Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't done anything else. I've been working, haven't I? Have you? It's all been work, work, work. When did yeah. you get a job? Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, I've been vicarious. Like, we had the Christmas tree festival. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that all day on Saturday. That was really good. Enjoyed that. And we had the Ukrainian choir on the Friday night. That was excellent. And then Sunday I was working all day. I went down to the gym on Sunday afternoon, I think. Did I? I can't remember. I was out. I mean, work, work, work. That's it, really. Yeah. So it is that December time of year, isn't we it? We had a really nice Advent carol service at Iron Axon. That was good. All right. Yeah, the, the, our benefice choir really... Spot on, uh, is it? They were really good, yeah. Excellent. Real good quality. Yeah. That's, oh, I was doing those leading the 6.30 praise. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I was doing that. That was what I did in the evening. Couldn't remember then. Okay, so what are we talking about in this episode then, other than confessions about Smash It's Paul Winner's Party from 1990? Yeah. 
1990, whenever it Something, was. Something, yeah. I mean, I um, looked that up now. <laughs> we talk about um, deep fakes and fake news. Yeah, fake news. Um, we talk about prayer. Yeah, what is prayer? What is prayer? And then we talk about Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Christmas special 2014. And how he's a very devout uh, atheist, isn't yeah. he? Bojack Horseman. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, all your hats for the music, and we'll start. So, Dave, um, issues then. What, what were you thinking about this week? I sent you something on the on the Twitter. You did. Didn't you I? sent yeah. me something to see if I was gullible enough to believe it or not. Did you believe it? No. Ah. Oh. Well, well, I wasn't sure whether or not I should believe it, so I cross referenced it. Yeah. And it didn't exist. No. So it wasn't real. Well, that's the thing. So what happened was, uh, what we're thinking about today for the issue, I suppose, is to do with. Whether what we see online uh, actually is true or not, and there's been quite a lot of videos on like TikTok and Twitter and various other things. There's one going around about Joe Biden resign uh, being impeached, isn't it? Yeah, there's one of them, and it looks really, you know, it's, it's almost I think it's almost impossible to tell because it's the the press secretary person. You know, it, 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 it's a bit like a phishing scam, isn't it? Yeah, really? it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where they say, give us your bank details because it's Amazon, honestly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it does look... Hello, this is Microsoft. You've got a problem <laughs> with your computer. <laughs> Have I really? <laughs> My father-in-law gets them. So he does. Because he hasn't got a computer. They ring him up and he's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, oh, you're just trying to scam me. And he goes, oh, no, we're not. And he says, oh, because I have got a computer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just quite funny, that. He keeps them on there for ages, you know. But it's almost like a kind of scam news, really, isn't it? Yeah. So have you seen any other ones of these, then? Or I think there's quite a lot about... Some are so obviously fake that they're funny, but they're not, you know, they're not meant to be serious. But others, I don't think they hit my inbox very much. All right. I yeah. think I think they're set for certain demographics. Oh. I mean, I don't TikTok. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I so, see them more on TikTok than yeah, anything else. See, but yeah, see, you're a TikToker, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm researching TikTok, you know, because I'm, I've done some TikToks, haven't I? Because so, you've done some TikToks, yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to think about how we could use that as a as a thing. Yeah. So I, I you know, my kids introduced me to it. So I've just, like, you know... Yeah, I've only just reached Twitter, really, so... <laughs> And now they've changed the name to X, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't really see many of those. I, I have seen some. Yeah. Um, that that are that are passable. Um, there was a a series on deep fake, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah, yeah. Well, the intelligence services could change CCTV footage and everything to make it really plausible, and and that, that you think you're watching it in live time and all the rest of it. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, right. I'm going to have to look that up. That's quite scary, that. Yeah. So they could manufacture evidence against people. Or yeah, something. absolutely. And that's how they used it. Because they knew that it was it was wrong-uns. Yeah. And so it was a way to get the wrong-uns off the street because they can make evidence where evidence didn't exist. Oh. That was part of the point. Of I, the think, I, think, I think they did that, though, back in the 70s, didn't they? In a way that it worked. Yeah, they, they, they put the Birmingham Six and the Guildford Four in prison for being Irish, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, because it was an emergency. Well, yeah, you can do anything in an emergency. Yeah, it was, it was, everyone was angry, so they decided to uh, find four Irish people who were vaguely in the, in the vicinity of the bomb at the time and uh, kind yeah. of went to jail for, what was it, about 15 years or yeah. something? It was quite a long time, wasn't it? So that's quite scary. I didn't really. Yeah, is, that, is that just a TV show? But the public show, needed or? somebody to get caught, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a TV show. That oh, I that's all right. But on the basis that it, it's plausible that it could be reality. So in a way, it was a deep fake about deep fakes. Yeah, yeah, um, I could see that though. I could. 
So, yeah, like uh, the one I saw about uh, Biden, I just looked on the BBC and it wasn't there. And then the one I saw about, that's interesting, I saw one on Yemen where the Yemenis had attacked an American frigate. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, that's a bit worrying. Went on the BBC, weren't there. And it just, it, it had happened. It just, the BBC hadn't put it up. Yeah, that's, uh, I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't know. Is that an editorial choice or did it just not get big enough news? Probably just, I did don't Did the Americans try to cover it up? I don't know. I think it was a bit sort of, I think it was one of those things that maybe sometimes the news thought it was going to be a big deal, but then it wasn't a big deal. So it was a kind of news story for about yeah. 20 minutes and then kind of went away or something. So I'm not really, no, I'm not sure. So the thing that worried me about it, and I suppose worries you a bit from what you said, is how can we understand what's true and what's not through the TV or through social media? And it's quite a that's quite a scary thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I mean there are we're used to um, statistics being twisted. That's the whole point in statistics, isn't it? So as you can make them say what you want to say at the time that you produce them. Yeah, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we're used to um, things being said in print or on social media that are not true, based not in fact, but in sometimes fantasy, but other times manipulation. But the very nature that you could get somebody who looks trustworthy or who you generally trust to, to appear to be saying something, that that is really frightening. Because even those that you think you can trust you can no longer trust. Yeah, because it's almost like a sock puppet, isn't it? It's like kind yeah. of... Uh, because it was, it was Biden's secretary that was press person that was saying it in that deep fake. Yeah. So it was kind of like... And it was like... It, it was set up... So it is almost like a kind of phishing scam, isn't it? Yeah. Like you'd have, you know, all your... Like we laugh at the kind of Microsoft thing, but, you know, I think nearly all of us will at some point be caught in a scam because we're we're bombarded with so many of them that if there's like a one in 10,000 chance we'll fall for the scam, yeah. then we're going to get more than 10,000 scams thrown at us. So in the end, yeah, one will get through, won't it? You know? Yeah, going back a few months, we had a, a letter come through the door um, from E.ON. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it, it was addressed to the occupier, the new occupier of our house, telling us that our supply had been transferred to them. And I ignored it, thinking it was spam, because it wanted me to ring this number if I hadn't asked for it. Oh, yeah. I thought, I'll ring that number, and they'll take my bank details, and all of a sudden I'll be, you know, overdrawn, and I'd have <laughs> bought something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but as it turns out, we accidentally got transferred to Eon against our will, and it was a genuine letter. And the ones <laughs> telling them me I owe them loads of money have come through since. Um, <laughs> But you do. You, you, sometimes your suspicions are raised rightly because things are fake, especially if they come through on your computer. Yeah. I mean, this came through the door, but it's really easy to have done that. I kind of thought, oh, this is a new new approach. I'll ignore that because I'm happily with Octopus, thanks. Um, that's the same as me, though. When I saw that thing about Yemen, I was like, oh, that's fake, so I'll check it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't believe it. And then I checked it, and then it wasn't there. And then I was like, oh, oh, is it? Oh, oh, is it not? And, so I suppose you know, the message is that you can't take anything on face value. No. But I think we're, you're right, actually. We're used to that with the newspapers. Like, nobody believes any of the newspapers, do they? No. Really, right? We're used to being lied to by the news. And nobody really takes politicians seriously, do No. They? So we, we don't really believe, like... Like if uh, what's his Sunak has said something about immigration and it, nobody believes anything. Well, he told us last week that the immigration numbers had gone down, and then the stats came out and they'd gone up considerably. So you know, yeah, exactly. You can say whatever yeah, you like. Yeah, it's just it don't matter. So 
So you don't believe it because, in a sense, all of all of them have been proven liars over fairly quick succession, yeah. isn't it? Do you see what I mean? So it's kind of like there's a culture of lies there, so you kind of ignore it in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I think even that's quite scary because it kind of stops us participating in the world, doesn't it? If you don't believe anything, then how can you have a relationship with anything? Well, I suppose from our perspective, there's only one constant truth, isn't there? That's something I thought in COVID, really, is it um, that bit when, in John's Gospel, where the disciples leave him, isn't it? And there's only a few left, and... um, Jesus says to the disciple, the few who were left, said, well, are you going to leave me too? And they said, no, where shall we go? Because you have the words of eternal life. Yeah. And I, that's what I did think. I thought, well, yeah, what am I, you know, what what else is there? Like, do you know what I mean? Is it, This is something I know to be true, while all the other things that, a lot of other things that I thought were true have turned into... Yeah, I talked before about science, isn't it? How that's been manipulated and things, and I found that very difficult. Yeah, you know, because to me, science is sacred because I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it makes me think about. There's a guy in you must have known somebody like this. He was known as Ted Reese BS in our village, but he wasn't BS. They used to say, and he just used to make up stories that nobody believed anything he said. Well, I knew somebody we called Billy. Yeah? Yeah, as in... Oh, Billy. Billy BS. <laughs> Billy BS, yeah. 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 But he never had... I bet Billy never had any friends, did he? No, Billy didn't really have any friends, no. Same as Ted. B- Billy know. had people that could, after a while, barely tolerate him. Yeah. Um, because because like... they got tired of all of the... all of the stuff that he claimed he could and he had and he was gonna do you know yeah it's like yeah all right whatever because it gets boring doesn't it yeah it's tedious isn't it yeah and and you can't actually have a relationship with them kind of because this it's just a waste of time yeah and maybe that's what we're getting to with information we consume yeah yeah maybe i speak to loads and loads and loads more people who um, actually don't listen to the news anymore. Yeah. Because it's just not a trustworthy source. You know, they might skip through the the papers and work out whether or not there's something that they want to look at, but they never actually take any of it on face value. They always assume that there's at least an element of untruth in what they see. So it's not just me then? No, it's not just you. More and more people. Mind you, they are podcast listeners. Oh, that's all right. Um, so, you know, they are, they, we are where they consume their news now. We are, Whoops. though, yeah. Sorry well, about that. Oops, yeah. But I think it's... <laughs> oh, dear. But no, I, I just think it's... What, what can we do, I think, is... Maybe I thought, maybe to hold things lightly and slow down. Yeah. I think there's a danger to jump into conclusions and some of those conclusions are spoon-fed to us in the form of a lie. Mm. We need to just question what what we're being told. Yeah. Constantly seek the truth in in a world where we're lacking truth. Yeah. And as well to, in a sense, to, to, to hold things lightly because like those things will come and go very quickly, won't they? Like the scams, yeah. you know, they'll they'll come and then they'll be disproven and move on. And it, it's kind of like if something can't sustain itself as a story for more than a few days, then obviously it wasn't of that, that much consequence. Yeah. No. So there's a bit of that in there. Anyway, I've mm. been trying to think of the name of that programme. Oh, yeah. And I will, just for the sake of the fact that I do listen to this podcast on a Friday night and finish it on a Saturday morning with the wife, she would have already thought of the name of the programme that I'm referring to. <laughs> and, uh, is this where you And love- she'll put it in the sub-stack for us. She will, yeah. This is where you you were on about Christmas films and she put in about last Christmas. Last Christmas, That's yeah. not the type of Christmas film I was on about. I was on about 
the romance films on Channel 5, not Last Christmas. Yeah, but Last Christmas is one like that. It's not. It is. It's not. You don't know. You need... We'll watch them in a couple of weeks, but it... it Last Christmas is rubbish anyway. It's boring, isn't it? No, it made me cry. Did it? Only a little bit. Really? I'm very emotionally charged. Oh. I'm a delicate soul. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Anyway, so... Uh, it's just boring. Do you know what I mean? It's just boring. And I hate those sort of... I hate all those... Um, that guy did like... What's he did like Notting Hill and all them, didn't he? It's one of them films, isn't it? What's his name? Are you on about Hugh Grant? No, not Hugh Grant. The director, he did like oh, Love right. Actually and all them. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Elaine will put it in the comments. No, there she's not are. great on directors, but still. Anyway, it's one of those sorts of ones. Always the same. They just do my head in. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about truth. So I think maybe slow down, chill out, and have some trusted sources that you you can rely on, not maybe nationally, but locally, um, because there are people we can trust. Yeah. And I think that ignoring the news that you can't trust and being thankful for the people that we can repositions ourselves into a better space. Yeah. I think that's the thing, in, in being thankful for our friends and our family and our church and people around us who we can trust and we can rely on. I think actually is an antidote to the um to the lies really. Yeah. Or as they say in Ukrainian Prada. Prada, yeah. Is it Prada no Pravda? Right. Yeah. Pravda. Pravda's that's the only Ukrainian word I know. It's truth. Right. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. Okay, so in a minute we're talking about what is prayer. So thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes. Don't forget to comment and subscribe. Uh, if you disagree, give us a comment. If you've got a suggestion for something for us to watch or an issue for us to talk about, please put that in the comments or accost us in uh, in the street or on the email. Someone I was getting my ear cut the other day and someone started going on about the podcast with me when I was in... Did they? Yeah, in the barbers. It's quite nice. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, he didn't have any suggestions, mine, but he did say that some of the things I did thought... Did you not manage to convince the barber that he should turn it on the... On his smart on a, speaker. On his smart speaker and, like, have it playing in the barbers? I could ask him, yeah. Maybe. There we are. I'm down charismas on my haircut again. I'll, I'll ask Charismas. Him. Yeah. You might keep keep saying it. You might get a free haircut. What charismas? Yeah, I'll, I'll have a chat with them next time. So um, there you go. So don't forget subscribe, comment, etc. Right, and Dave, you've been doing uh, the praying. Doing the, I've been praying. You've been praying. You've been doing the course, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So do you want to tell us about what is prayer? What's the what what have you been doing on the on the well, Advent course? We've it? looked at how prayer is defined, um, and that generally, in dictionary terms, comes as um, pleas or petitions to a god or gods mm-hmm. um, for things that you want or need. Yeah, um, to be thankful and to give honor or praise to. Right. So that's what the dictionary says. Is the dictionary there correct? Bearing in mind, I remembered that and not looked it up. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think the dictionary is not a million miles away, um, but I think it's much more than what the dictionary defines it as. Um, that's types of prayer, though, isn't that it? That is types of prayer, yeah. But it isn't actually what prayer but is. It isn't what prayer is, no. Um so what would you say prayer is from a Christian perspective? I'd say it is um, a form of communicative relationship with God. Oh, that sounds posh. What does that mean? Well, it means that you're communicating with God. Yeah. But in a close and personal and um, intimate way in lots of ways. So it's not about you asking for things. It's not about distance. No. It's about drawing close. Right. So I think that's the most important first thing. Um, and it's not 
It's definitely not presenting a wish list. No. But that is what prayer is for a lot of people. It's a kind of like wish list of things that you want God to do for you. Yeah. And I think that's cross-cultural, isn't it? I think that is cross-cultural, yeah. So if you talk to like um, that uh, when I was in India, um, that's definitely how they understood prayer for when they were in Calcutta. Yeah, is they would they would say, oh, "I want um, this in my life," so they would go to a certain temple to petition that God to give them that gift of whatever it is that they wanted. Yeah. So they had um, like in Calcutta, you had uh, Kali, so they would go to Kali for certain things. Who is the kind of local god for Calcutta? I as in the name Kalikat. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go to like Vishnu or whoever else for different things and they would just present that this is what we're after this is what we want yeah 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 and we can have a habit to do that um and we can think that's what prayer is but it's so much more than that so what's wrong is it is it wrong to ask god for things no i don't think it's wrong to ask god for things but i think what we can end up doing is rattling through our wish list or our even our needs list because you know sometimes we do actually pray for things we need mm. um although actually in the course um it became evident that people aren't necessarily or people in our churches aren't necessarily very good at praying for themselves it's easier to other to pray for other people than it is to pray for yourself for whatever reason even, I think that's right, yeah. yeah. I think I put myself in that category, yeah. Yeah, I think I put myself in that category as well. But I don't think I realised it until I heard somebody else verbalise it. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah. So, um, but that it was feels quite, a bit selfish, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. And that was interesting for me to sort of realise that I'm just like that. And maybe as well, we want to distance ourselves from that sort of idea of prayer being sort of buying off God for things. Yeah. Because that's a kind of old, like, if we looked at the ancient religions around Jesus' time and in the ancient Near East, you know, that definitely was what was happening is, you know, that's a deep human thing where you try and buy off a god with uh, whatever it is that, and to get what you want. Yeah, I mean, one of the readings that we looked at was um, the story of Hannah from uh, the books of Samuel. Oh, yeah. As part of the... of as part of the course and of course um she prayed for a son because she was barren and it was obviously a bit much bigger problem to be barren then than it was than it is now well she wanted to That's get one over on um the other wife didn't she she had a rival didn't she and she wanted to, and she gave i've forgotten his name now sorry one samuel chapter one is um she wanted to get one over on her the guy she was married to had another wife. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because it's like the Old Testament. I'm trying to tie that story in because I'm distracted by the fact that she had Samuel and then gave him to Eli the priest. And yeah, he that's was it. Aye. Great messenger of God's message that Eli was getting it all wrong and that. Um, <laughs> and his sons were Then he awful. has to go and see Jesse to get root of Jesse, which is Jesus. And, you know, he played an important part in the Bible through those books. Um, but actually, as part of that trade off. She told God that if she had a son, she she'd give that son back to him. Yeah, that's and right. And she did. She did. She did as as a a living sacrifice. And Samuel means God's gift, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. that's why he's called Samuel. And uh, so we we looked at that, and that's that's that trade off that you're talking about to the extremes. Yeah, you know, if you give me what I want, I'll do this for you. Well, I'll do that for you, and I'll do the other for you. Yeah, there was a church or a little chapel just outside of um, Market Drayton, which was built in 1922 or something. It's like a little house right. that turned into a chapel. And this guy uh, built it because he bargained with God in the First World War that if he came back, he'd build a church. Right, okay. And he did. Yeah. And then there was a pain because they had to close it because no one ever went to it because it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, wasn't a very good idea then, was well, it? Well, no, but it was his. It was his bargain, like you know. 
Yeah, he obviously got it wrong because he built a building instead of building a church. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's just... where he went wrong, innit? So I think he that, misunderstood that... what he was meant to do. Yeah, so that, that Build thing... a church, not a, not an empty building. <laughs> not an empty building by Turley Locks, like, Dear, do you know what I mean? Never mind. But nobody lives, do you know what I mean? It was just His like, heart was in the right place. Maybe, yeah, I think, but it shows it's a human thing, isn't it? It's something timeless, yeah. that is. Yeah. That, that's something timeless. You talk to soldiers coming back from Afghanistan and a lot of them have done and said things like that. You know, if I survive Afghanistan, when I come back, I'll do this for you, God. Yeah. It's a deep human thing. It, it, yeah, yeah, without a doubt it is. Mm. That's very true. Um, but the difference between Turley Locke's chapel, the one who built that and those other things, and Samuel, is it, that she gave up the thing that she was given, i.e. Samuel, as a living sacrifice to God, didn't she? Yeah. What what she received, she then gave back to God. Yeah. Which is which is quite different. Which we it? then see echoed in Mary as well. Yeah, it's the same story. Although it was obedience and not. Well, yeah, a, a prayerful request. Yeah, yeah that's Mary. You know. Yeah, well, she didn't ask for it, did she? But we did look at the Magnificat as well, which obviously is Mary's song. Well, she sang it with Elizabeth, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, because she didn't really believe in the... I don't think... I don't think she really believed the message of the angel until she verified it. So the angel Gabriel came to Mary and then said, would you like to have God's son? And she went, that's impossible because I'm a virgin. And then the angel Gabriel says, no, it's not because your cousin Elizabeth has has now conceived and everyone thought she was barren. And then she goes to see Elizabeth, doesn't she? To verify that yeah. it's true, and then they she sees yeah. um, which gives us a prayer of praise. Yes, which is an important element of our prayer life is the way that we praise and we thank God. Um, yeah, and we can forget that as well. Uh, we we too often forget that. We we can even pray for things, and then when they happen, then somehow they're of our own doing and not of God's doing. That's quite hard to tell the difference, isn't it? Sometimes. Because I don't think God... I think it depends how miraculous it is. But but thing is, though, is God... This is the thing with prayer, is God chooses to work with us, even in miraculous things. And that's really the story of, of, the, of Mary of Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Is if Mary said no then nothing would have happened. Yeah. And how many other Marys were there before? I went, no way. Do you know what I mean? So if Mary said no, then so God always chooses to work with us in order to see out his purposes, even the salvation of us. I don't think there were any Marys that said no. I've just got to put that out there. Well, I don't know, maybe somebody else see, might not be called Mary, but I it might be somebody else. I can see exactly what you're saying. And I know why you're saying it, but you're ignoring the whole root of Jesse line on that for a start. Oh, was the was the well? She there could have been another woman who was in the root of Jesse. Well, Jessie. all right, maybe. Um, there could have been another woman who I, was in the root of Jesse. I'd like to think that God could know the intentions of her heart and her character before He asked her to do it, and also knowing that He had to know Joseph's character because otherwise um, Mary would have been getting stoned. But they could have said yes. They could have said no. Yeah, yeah. She almost did. I'm not sure she almost did. I think that's a healthy thing. I think she was like, she said yes, but it was a kind of little yes. And then when she went to see Elizabeth, she had the big yes. Maybe. That's the whole point of the Magnificat, isn't it? Yeah. Even so, we're a bit sidetracked. No, sorry, I was just getting a bit... But that's what I mean, is it with prayer is... What we want, in a sense, is God to do something for us. And God, most of the time, the vast, vast majority of the time, doesn't want to do something for us. He wants to do something with us. Yeah. Even the mirror. That's the pattern in the Bible. Yeah, and I think that's the bit that we too regularly miss. Because we spend so much time talking to God, we don't spend enough time listening to God. So we don't actually hear what it is he wants us to do yeah because we believe that that god doesn't want to come and see us yeah he doesn't he's not interested in us well, we want this big this big 
almighty power to to do all the things on earth and control everything yet none of us really want to be controlled because we enjoy our free will too much so we're made to our free will but we're also made to have a relationship with god in which he gives us advice as the very best parent and guidance and then we don't bother to listen to that guidance and then blame him when it goes wrong we're like foolish teenagers aren't we yeah so much of the time yeah and then that's the joke is that when you know maybe we'll get on to this a bit in the next part but when people say oh well i can't believe god is allowing people to behave like that and i always ask people the question what do you want god to stop you doing yeah and they go nothing because I'm good and I don't need you know on God interfering in my life. Yeah, I just want Him to interfere in bad people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And then you go, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so you want you some about a speck in the, in your neighbor's yeah, eye? Yeah, your it's own, always like... um, always the same with that. So I think that's the thing with prayers that we do get it the wrong way round all the time where we kind of default to this human, human-centred prayer rather than God-centred prayer. Yeah. I think the other thing that we focused on a, on a little bit was um, what prayer looks like for an individual. Um, because what we get in church is a very structured, formulaic, tidy sort of prayer yeah and lots of people worry because their prayer lives are a mess <laughs> yeah um but actually some of the some of the mess is where the best stuff happens do you think though that's because we're rubbish at teaching people how to pray and we've just given up on things like the daily office and we assume that's just like for clergy and things. Well, I think what we sometimes do, we take the daily office to the extremes. Right. Because we either don't bother with it, mm. um, and um, then when times get busy and times get tough, prayer is the last thing on our mind because we have to be the superhero. Um <laughs> Yeah, we don't want God to cooperate. We don't want to cooperate with God because we know best. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Sort it, like, yeah, 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 we know. Um, or we do the daily office and we think that's it. That's our prayer done. Duty finished. Whereas for me, it's it's only a, a part of how I try to live a prayerful life. But it's the... It's, it's the... The anchor of it, though, isn't it? Is that routine of morning and evening prayer, that routine of giving yeah. that time well, over? Well, sure it makes sure that you don't forget. Yeah. And that you always, you always start and finish with prayer in, in all that you do in your life. So, you know, I mean, I don't always do evening prayer, I've got to be honest. Well, yeah, Sometimes well, I miss evening prayer, but if I don't do evening prayer, then I try to do night prayer. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. In some form or other. But I think I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be like the formal office in a sense, but I think having a structured prayer life, yeah, which is given to us by the church as a gift and valuing that structure, because it's very adaptable. You know, you yeah. can do like, you know, much shorter versions, much longer yeah. versions, you know. I change it up quite a lot actually over the over the years. You know, I don't always do the same thing. But um having that ability to do it is something that's never given to people. The only prayer that people practice a lot of the time is that make it up as you go along prayer of the extempo. And I think people really struggle with that because they listen to other people's prayers and they think I could never pray like that. Yeah. And that's why we have the rituals around prayer because it's given to you. Yeah. And But what we do is we have this ridiculous idea that um, prayer has to be like authentic, so it can only be authentic if I make it up. And I think that's not a reflection of God or a reflection of um, Christianity. That's just a reflection for the age we live in, where we have to constantly reinvent everything to make it authentic because it comes from yeah. You know, Which is nothing to do with God. That's I mean, to do with 
one of the scariest things for me was when I had my motorcycle accident earlier in the year. Yeah. And I did think, you know, just at the point I knew impact was about to happen, oh, this might be the day I meet Jesus. Yeah. But then when I was led on my back being shouted at not to move, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, among women, and blessed art thou, womb, Jesus. That's it, yeah. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now in the hour of our death. And that was the one that went over and over and over while I led there on the floor, trying to work out whether or not I could feel my toes and feel my fingers and can I sense if my ears are there. And, you know, all these sorts of things that... that that it almost was so ingrained in me that it just couldn't not come out. But that's where we need to be. That's where we. That's the gift that was given to you. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It because is. if you in didn't, the, in the shape of a really structured, repeated, repetitive narrative, that it one of the most scary points in my life was there. Yeah. Uh, and and reassuring in some way. Exactly. Because what are you doing then? You're defaulting to God and you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. And if you don't have a default that's given to you, you go. You try and go somewhere and you've got nowhere to go. You've got to make it up on the spot to be authentic. Yeah. And you can't do that because you're under pressure. Yeah. And that's yeah, the thing. Well, I yeah. have no way to really pull together any thoughts in that no, moment. Because it's deeper than that. It's deeper than thought. I do remember thinking that the woman who's shouting at me to, to lie still. Um, <laughs> She'd shut up. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if I could distract her by asking her to pray with me. But then I thought, no, that doesn't quite seem right. Um, <laughs> and didn't. You know, and I kind of I kind of think that might be an opportunity missed. Maybe. I think I think the thing is with I it, think she could probably hear me going hell Mary for the great slow is with he's got one by you, yeah. you? Like, I think he thinks he's in trouble. But I think the thing is with it is prayer for human beings is a natural human instinct. Yeah. Right? Well it extends on from what we talked about last night uh, last week about being in the worship, being dragged to your knees in praise and reverence. Yeah, you go to a crystal shop down Glastonbury, you go wherever you want to go, right? And it always defaults back to what I what I saw in India, yeah, or what you'd see in other places. So what the human default is is that please God this in a ritualized way and all these sorts of other things. But what we've done, I think, is made prayer too complicated and told everybody that it's got to be authentic and. In you've got to make it up it yourself. Depends what you mean by authentic. It's got to come from you, so people think that if you use a prayer yeah, but book in that in that or if in, you in my Hail Marys, there was nothing deeper than it coming from me. But exactly, that's the lie that we're told all the time that if you can't create something yourself, right, that you thought up just you, then that's not worth anything. That's why you constantly have, say, funerals, weddings. They're always trying to do something new and different, didn't they? Certainly to just, be authentic. Don't they just pick some of the stuff out of pastoral services? No, no, no. I mean, people, when they have, like, what they do at weddings and stuff. Not, not what we do. Right. Yeah. But what yeah, they do... I suppose do, so, yeah. Because they want it to be this, this, this big thing. that. So people will say things like, oh... We don't do this. We do that. You know, we don't celebrate um, Valentine's Day or whatever. We do it in a different way because we want to be authentic. Yeah? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. We don't want to take what we're given by our culture. We want to create our own culture. Yeah. But what they create is people find that really difficult, so they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're caught don't... in that trap of worrying that they can't do it as well as anybody else. Exactly. Or they, they're worrying they're not doing it right. Yeah. That's the thing. People worry they're not doing it right. And that's why I love The Office, because I don't have to worry about any of those things. It's given to me. I just do it. And it's just pure scripture. Yeah. And when I do do prayer services, which aren't based on scripture, I just think, what is the point of this? Because this, the Bible is far better. Some people will express differently, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Mm, as long as it's not too soppy. Yeah, but sometimes maybe they... But you're oh, a bit soppy, you're, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a bit, a bit soppy, soppy aren't you? Are yeah. in some ways. I mean, I bring my wife home free flowers. Uh, <laughs> That's not soppy. I bring my wife free flowers. Yeah, you don't even take them for your wife. You're worried she might think you've done something wrong. You no, no, she'll just flowers. turn around and say, like, I've got to put them in the vase now. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, you haven't bought them for me. I know you've got them free, so they don't count, which is I fair enough, know. really. We we all have different ways of relating, and sometimes those different prayer services and different forms of prayer can be more emotional, and therefore that will give a tighter connection between that person and God. And just because that's not the way that you function doesn't mean that your prayer is wrong or that their no. prayer is wrong. No. It just means that we need to find a way that is easiest easiest for us to find that connection with God so that he can put on our hearts those things that are important to him and uh, but, and make them work out through us. But we don't have to think it up ourselves. We don't have to, no. Because all these different techniques, like mine's the office or whatever, um, other people use the examine, there's, there's yeah. loads and loads of different things. Well, I think the the... People think that they have to make it up themselves, yeah. which is not the case. There's loads and loads of different ways to pray. Yeah. But as long as you pray regularly, um, using any of these different ways, then um, and, and remembering that really, like we talked about with worship, what prayer is really is a response to the God who comes to find us. Yeah. You know, um, i got to be honest, I'll be like you, in the times of my life when I've been really under pressure and uh, I felt really in a mess uh, and terrified about something or really sort of in a mess, I've just got my rosary out and just rattled it off. Yeah. Because it's easy. It's my... Do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't have to think about it. I can just... And I do find that more, like you lying on the ground, more emotional because I don't have to think about doing it I can just do it, and I can just sit there with God going, like, oh, I've got a clue what to do with this. You better sort this out, like, because yeah. I've got a clue. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Mm. <laughs> beads, beads, beads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or when I'm saying the Eucharist sometimes. Yeah. Eucharistic prayer beads, I can do that in my sleep now. You don't have to think about the words or what to do or whatever. You can actually think about why you're there and what's what what you want to offer to God. Uh, yeah. People say my voice goes a bit funny when I get like that, so I, you know, I don't know. Oh, I haven't noticed, because whenever I see you leading the Eucharist, I'm just looking for your mistakes. Oh, that's true, yeah. But yeah. your floppy I'm hands. Distracted by... Yeah, your floppy hands. I do not got. have floppy hands. You do have floppy hands. Put in the comments if Dave's got floppy hands. He says, saying down the Holy Spirit, he flops his hands on the... Okay, well, that's only fair if we get people to put in the comments when you're a bit lazy and you don't do the your hands position and you rest your fingertips on the altar instead. <laughs> I was being... Div I mean, I wasn't oh. going to mention it, but, you know. Oh, well, that's just... Uh, anyway. Okay, so that's what is prayer. It's... Uh, hope that was helpful but there's lots of ways to pray like you said and it's about that intimacy with god and doing it regularly really. yeah and god wanting to do things through us uh not really for us yeah just like mary thanks for listening to those vicar blokes Click like, click subscribe, share with your friends. Get the word out there how good we are. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> it's just really funny. It's yeah. just like, well, it's not, that's not what the, the feedback we had just now, is it? When, well, oh, this is my dad's podcast. <laughs> well, oh, well, okay. So only from somebody who doesn't listen. Yeah. Yeah. So so to everybody who doesn't listen, we're really bad. Yeah. Because we're like vicars and we can't have valid opinions on anything. <laughs> but to people who actually listen, we might be quite good. Yeah. So encourage them to listen. That's right. Yeah.
Right, so we had a suggestion for Bojack Horseman. And I, yeah, Bojack yeah, Horseman. Yeah, Dave's face, you should see this. It's just like, yeah. Well, Bojack see, what Horseman. Was, uh, what was it that we watched that I didn't like? Something you like, I didn't like. Oh, um, uh, Way of the House Husband. No, something That else. was great. Some other anime. Um, uh, uh, Finland. Do you like Finland? No, I liked Finland. I can't uh, remember anyway. Anyway, one of them, I was talking yeah. to somebody who said, I can't believe you don't like that. It's like, no, no, I don't like it. And I don't like, oh, maybe it was somewhat different. Oh. And I don't like all the anime he makes me watch either. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, but what about adult animation? I was like, I love what, adult what, animation. What is that? And they're like, wow, watch this Bojack Horseman. It's really good. So I thought, wow, it got to be true, haven't we, to what we yeah, say. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. watch your recommendations no matter what they are. So thank you for the person <laughs> who recommended Under the Dome. I really enjoyed that. That's good, actually. I've seen yeah. all of that now. Have you? Um, other than... Oh. Uh, no, I've seen all of it, but I didn't enjoy the first two or three episodes of season three. Flipping heck, I haven't pers- finished season one but yet. But I persevered. Oh, yeah, well, season one yet? You're just not dedicated enough. So oh. anyway, I've watched two episodes <laughs> okay. of Jack Horseman, and I sent you the link to the 2014 Christmas episode. That's it. Yeah, I watched and, that. Um, yeah, and there were some bits that we can discuss in that that were that were quite good. I thought. I thought um, it was really interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the setup of the program, but once I got over that. Um, some miserable talking horse who used to be famous, <laughs> who's now not famous anymore, and yeah. it's like a has been washed up actor yeah. who sits around drinking all day, watching old episodes <laughs> of the program that made him famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all the other, because I've only seen the Christmas one. I didn't watch any of the others. So they all have the same setup. Do they? He's miserable. His mate comes round. He's watching old episodes of. The program he was in, oh, but it's right. the program he was in that really includes oh, all I of thought the story. it was like a special. I thought that usually he'd be going out and doing things. No, no, he's awesome. he's moping around, miserable. Oh, right. So they're all like the 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 program he was in is a kind of like dodgy eighties sitcom, dodgy eighties sitcom. Yeah, yeah. So it is like a, filmed before a live studio audience. That's it. Yeah, like Cheers. Yeah, it is about like Cheers. Yeah, or or Frasier or whatever, and all those other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a bit like that. So, um, what was your feeling about it then? What were the... Well, I was quite fascinated by the little girl. Well, they never had Christmas, had they? No. The people in it. They'd no. been in the care system, I think. They yeah. never had Christmas. And she'd been orphaned, and she wanted her, her mum and dad back for Christmas because he said, you can have anything you want. Santa will sort it out for you. Um, and then, of course, Santa couldn't sort it out. No. And actually, this is really gone really well with our thing, what is prayer? Yeah. So if you want a description of what prayer isn't, it's what they depicted in Father Christmas with Bojack Horseman. Yeah. So the girl asks for her parents to come back, and then they, they go through this kind of elaborate hoax, really, Yeah. to convince her that there is a Father Christmas or a Santa, even though her parents um, haven't come back from the dead. No. Which is really quite cruel, I thought. To the kid. Yeah. But I think that's what you're meant to think. Because the whole thing is is um, is a setup for what uh, atheists at the time and still today believe their faith that uh, God is like Father Christmas. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, is it yeah that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it is that thing um, that I hear... A bit less so now. It was it was actually very nasty around that sort of time. It was a big thing, but probably a little bit less now, um, because it was part of that whole new atheist thing, wasn't it? With Richard yeah. Dawkins and all of that, um, where God is basically like Father Christmas and yeah, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and 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 if you if you pray to him, you'll get everything you want, you know. Yeah, and, and as we've just discussed in the last section. No, he's going to tell you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah, more likely than give you everything you want. Well, but he the, does give you everything you need. In um, the yeah, because in the Bible, people pray to God and he ends up asking them to do something they don't want to do. Then they go and do it, and they, uh, through doing God's work, they deepen their relationship with God and with each other, and make the world a better. Sometimes, yeah. 
So God very, very rarely gives anybody a gift that they actually want. Oh, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but we're on to a whole different plethora of things such as like forgiveness, mercy, oh, grace, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they are gifts that God gives us. He doesn't necessarily give but, people what they materially want, no, sorry. But that, that's right, yeah. So he, he never goes around and gives people a million quid or anything or anything like that, does he? Did he not do that for you? No. No, not me. Give me the lottery numbers and all no. that. No, no. But that's the parody that Bojack Horseman works on, is, it? Yeah. is this Santa thing, which is really the god of consumerism, isn't it? I feel really sorry for St. Nicholas. <laughs> I really do. There's been a few things that made me feel sorry for St. Nicholas of, of late. Um, and some of that is like, how do you explain Santa to your kids when they're getting too old and all the rest I don't. of it? And they're like, oh, it's because I wanted to give you a present that, that I didn't need any gratitude for. No, blow that. Tell your kids the real story of St. Nicholas, that he saved people of a village from destitution yeah. um at, well from prostitution to be fair yeah it was yeah um yeah. by donating from his own means so as they didn't have to sell their daughters into into prostitution into the sex yeah. trade yeah and and you know it was a gift that he it, true he didn't want any gratitude for it yeah he didn't want any recognition he just did it because it's right that we support those most in need in our communities Tell them the real story of St. Nick. But the Santa that's in Bojack Horseman is an invention of the 20th century. It's an invention of America. Well, that's what St. Yeah. Nick's become. That's why yeah. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. It's a heresy. It, it's taking something Christian and twisting it into something quite yeah. consumerist, right? Yeah. And... And he should wear blue and white like Bristol Rovers do. It's <laughs> Maybe, only yeah. Coca-Cola who made him wear red. It is, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit similar to Bristol City, don't they wear red? Don't yeah, they? they do, yeah. That makes it even worse, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yeah, it does. I've got taste in my mouth, mate. <laughs> Bristol City. But I think it's but I think that's the thing, is but I think the thing that bothers me as well, though, with that whole gods like Santa thing, is there's a tradition in atheism that goes back to the late nineteenth century, which is all about humiliation. And there's a lot of stories about the the famous one is um a guy called Huxley who uh had the great debate with Dar uh, with uh, Wilberforce about Darwin in Oxford right, right. in the mid nineteenth century right there's no records of this great debate until about forty years later so there you go. But uh, Bishop Wilberforce was actually a, a scientist who believed in a different type of evolution. But the story goes that Huxley humiliated Bishop Wilberforce because he wasn't really a scientist. He was like a stupid Christian, right? Yeah. And that's where, through humiliation, through intelligence and putting down people, that we can save the world from the darkness of religion. Ah, uh, right, I see. And Richard Dawkins... Put a uh, who's like a famous atheist, right? Yeah. Put a um, a plaque outside the museum in Oxford, right? You can go there now, and it's just, just to commemorate this great debate that happened, where there's no contemporary records of. Uh, and the atheists go there on pilgrimage, and they go up and touch it. Right. Okay. <laughs> In order to fight religion, he's created a pilgrimage site where people come from all over the world to be the place where, right. where you know, atheism defeated the new Christianity. Jerusalem. Yeah, that's Mecca, right. Hajj. Yeah. Here we go. And they all touch the sign. Honest to God. Honest to God. It's really funny. I didn't, it's, I've never seen or heard that. It's, now, oh, well, I've got a biologist. That could, that's the thing. That could be a deep fake. I'm going to have to look that up. It's not. I've been there. I've seen it. I'm it's not a deep fake. Up. Honestly, it's in, every, it's in every biology textbook, this thing, about the great debate. And it's absolute BS. Well, well, well. The whole story, a lot of stuff that you're taught in school about science and things like that, you know, it, it just drives me mad. But uh, that's one thing that I find that really ir- ironic. So, with the Bojack Horseman thing, is this Santa thing is a part of that same tradition? Is yeah. to say, say to people, you're older now, you're not going to be fooled by these stupid stories. Yeah. 
you you you're old you're grown up enough now to to move on as as a person and and you don't want to be a child anymore and you know that that so you need to realize that uh, all these silly prayers don't work which is that's just but they, but what they what they what they're saying is in a way is that the trouble with atheists is that they believe in a god that doesn't exist yeah is it the, what the god that they're putting down isn't the god that we worship no it's it's an invention of themselves because you don't think god's going to give you the lottery numbers do you no but that's what this bojack horseman says yeah but nobody believes that, do they? Only atheists, because they want to make you look stupid. Yeah. Well, they misrepresent what people believe. Yeah. And I don't know if they do that through intent or ignorance. I think it's ignorance. I don't think they're nasty. I think it's just part of the culture. But because they put God on the same parallel as Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. But that's their faith. Is It's a salvation myth. Is that human beings? It's a, it's an eighteenth century salvation myth. Is that um, <laughs> what they have to do is get rid of God for human beings to grow up, and when human beings grow up, then everything will be lovely. So, what you're really saying is, then is that they're the masters of deep fake. Yeah, they myth. They they've um, they've, they've created they've created a, a new story and a narrative that just is not true. Yeah, there's a fantastic book I've got through from you actually called Slaying the Dragons that goes through a lot of the secular myths, and it really upset me actually. I read it about ten years ago now, because I'm a scientist that I've been exposed to a lot of these myths through the science curriculum, right? Yeah, and I was really upset that they were all fake because I believed them. Yeah. But then why wouldn't I? Do you know what I mean? If my biology teacher tells me that, you know, there's this great debate has happened and this bloke, uh, Bishop Wilberforce, is like this biblical fundamentalist who doesn't believe in God, uh, doesn't believe in evolution because he believes in God, right? But he got humiliated by Huxley by saying he'd rather his grandparent, uh, he'd rather be descended from an ape than be descended from a bishop. And everybody laughed. That's yeah. what he said, right? Apparently. Um, and it was all... Nobody... There's no record of it. Until 40 years later. Seriously. It's not in the newspapers, nothing. Yeah, but... But that's the thing. Is that I, 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 I believe that because I was told it in school. The, yeah. the writers of Bojack Horseman believed what they wrote because that's what they were taught. You don't think they wrote it as a parody? I mean, the whole thing's set up. With well, you think they were parodying atheists or something? Maybe. No. Satire. No. I think I think in the time for you, 2014, that was towards the height of the... It was it's not the, that long ago, you know. It's well, it kind of, it's all kind of gone out of fashion, hasn't it? All this kind of new atheist stuff now, isn't it? Nasty atheists on the telly. They've kind of calmed down a bit, really, haven't they, now? Have they? A bit. They've kind of got all woke now instead, haven't they? Well, I think to an extent their moment passed. Yeah. Um, but they'll they'll come back. No, I don't think they will. I think they started attacking other people then, and then they, they, they got bored with Christians, so they started having to go with other people instead. Quite a lot of them, actually, have become Christians, which is interesting. Yeah, that's quite fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of them are, actually. Yeah. And a lot of them are... It's kind of really interesting. It's kind of... Because it, as a church, um, they kind of split between like the kind of libertarian atheists who wanted to be able to do whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. Yeah? They didn't want rules and all of that, right? So that's the kind of Stephen Fry end of it, right? Yeah? And then you had the other lot... Who were uh, who are now become woke, the woke people, so that's why they hate each other. But twenty years ago, they were part of the same thing. Yeah, they had a schism about a woman in an elevator called Elevator Gate. Look it up; it's quite funny. Elevator Gate. Elevator Gate. Yeah, that's what caused the schism in the the atheist church. 
Right. Honest to God, it was an atheist conference. It was. Yeah. So they they all like hate each other. It's like, <laughs> it's really weird because they wanted to move on from religion because religion causes division, right? Yeah. So they became a religion really, of non-religion. They became a religion, right? And then had a schism and now hate each other. Much <laughs> like all the other religions. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. So <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Anyway, um, maybe we'd be a bit like Bojack Horseman. I would be laughing at other faiths. So maybe that's a bit, I don't know. Is that naughty? I think that what we're laughing at is the fact that they claim to to not be a religion, but then act in the same way as all organised religions by organising themselves and setting up a set of doctrines and, you know... Having rituals and having stuff. Having rituals, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, so it is quite... Yeah, it's quite... That was my... That's what, what my project was on. Yeah. Yeah. It's Good called... Stuff. There was a paper... I'll send it to you. It's called... Uh, Who is the greatest threat to the church? Psychic Sally or Richard Dawkins? Yeah, yeah, well, I was wrong. Everything I said and it was wrong. So, well, maybe we'll talk about no, that another time. Them. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. I decided I was wrong, not other people. All oh, right, right, okay. Right, yeah. I um. Anyway, moving on. So, we'll. That's all we got for today. Yeah. So, we'll, what we watching next week? Oh, Christmas film. Yeah, what one? Oh, I'll pick one. Just like kind one. of um, anything from Channel Five. They're all the same. All right, we better put it on nutty the Nutty Christmas, a nutty Christmas. A nutty Christmas. A nutty Christmas. A nutty Christmas. Yeah, it's brilliant. This bloke, this bloke comes dressed. The All right, we'll talk about that next time. It's really a nutty funny. Christmas. A nutty Christmas. But what we'll do, I've seen it already. I'll watch another one and we'll see. They're like Mills and Boone, according to your missus. Right, okay. Right, okay. So we'll see you. Uh, and then we'll talk about what is discipleship next time. What is discipleship, other than a dirty word? And we'll uh, we'll think of an issue between now and then. <laughs>